Welcome to another episode of Comedy Way and Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and sometime kitty co-hosts, Ms. Purrington and Mookie. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. They're not... She, she, Miss Purrington's upstairs. Mookie's usually right there. There's no cats there's no, anywhere. There's no cats, no. I mean, they are here. They just... They're not here, here. We might get an appearance. Okay. Okay, be quiet. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for... Your nice place to go for features about all Austin comedy in addition to podcasts... <laughs> Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column, all of my Austin Chronicle articles on the Austin comedy scene, <laughs> and our festivals page listing, uh, which lists upcoming festivals across the country and the world. We're best known for our events page for live comedy shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW, where 100% of the entries you see come from comics and producers and club runners. Uh-oh. If you... <laughs> that's... That's actually you. If you want your show featured on the calendar, click the Submit a Show button from the top of the homepage or events page to complete the short survey. It's free and easy. Tag us on your Instagram stories and we'll share your show promo to our Instagram followers. Want to support these resources we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Click the Support CW icon on our homepage to see the ways that you can help us. Now back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, can you believe it? 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. (laughs) That was not me. Uh, I mean, excuse me. (laughs) Oh, God, it's out of control. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks (laughs) that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. Today... Despite my better wishes, no. <laughs> uh, today I am talking to a, a finalist in the Cap City Comedy Club's FPIA, co-host of the Lanalax Corporation with Aaron Brooks. He's a darling. His co-host, uh, yeah. co-host of the I Learn Nothing podcast with Ben. I can't ever pronounce. Showlock. Okay, there you go. Uh, he currently manages the Velveeta Room. After, uh, uh, yeah, he ve- he he manages the Velveeta Room. <laughs> he was in the movie The Trolls, <laughs> not the one with Ron Funches, a different one. No. And uh, you're the puppet is the most recent little uh, short movie project, and he is a returning guest with a podcast. You know, launched in 2016, he was our tenth episode, and he's been back since. <sighs> And now, Comedy Wham presents our guest, Pat Dean. I, you know, if you had told me there was a studio audience, yeah. then that would have uh, made me less nervous. <laughs> Guys, come on. You gave All me right. this sound machine yeah. for some I reason. Know. <laughs> and I regret that immensely. Yeah, but no, most, most people regret uh, most things <laughs> involving me, unfortunately. <laughs> what, um, okay, so I think the thing you're best known for is, is your merch. Your swag that you've my, got going. Swag, I am yeah. so impressed by all of this. You gave me a notebook <laughs> uh-huh. uh, that says Comedy Wham, uh-huh. which, if I'm understanding correctly, is your website. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then there's a, uh, a magnet. Uh-huh. There's stickers. Uh-huh. There's pens. Yeah. You have yourself a, s- some sort of a coffee holder. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy what's happening here. Yeah. There's a t-shirt somewhere around here, too. There's t-shirts? Yeah. Well, there's one t-shirt. Okay, let's say. I mean, yeah. there's a jacket. 
I made myself a jacket along with one for Richard, who runs, who actually does the programming of the website. Whoa! And then Laura, who's since moved to Beaumont. She's yeah. not in Austin anymore. No, she's not. Yeah. Uh, did you hold on? So it's like a members-only jacket, but it says comedy wang. Yeah. That fucking rules. <laughs> Am I allowed to say fuck in your house? Uh, yeah. Yes. Last time my I saw you, my mom can't hear. Okay, and good. My son's probably doing homework. Good. Yeah, good. We don't want to curse in front of them. They've never heard. No, 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 no. He goes to a Catholic school, and they're very strict. Interesting. That's... Oh, he doesn't. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> Can you imagine? I think that would roll. I think, you know, I'll say this. I don't go to ch- I was raised Catholic, and I don't go to church, but whenever I find out someone's in Catholic school, I'm always like, all right. I don't know. Something about that makes me be like, cool, it's still going on. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why. It's, it's like, yeah. um, I don't know. It's just rooting for the home team. I guess. The heaven yeah. bound. I always, I always find, you know, I just, I guess I have a weird feeling about society and like, I think what I experience and live is, is, is normal and standard, which is not to go to church and not to think much really about religion. Yeah. And then when I'm like, oh yeah, they go to Catholic school. I'm like, really? Have you met the parents? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's a little, it's, weird. it's a little weird. Yeah. I think there's like, I, 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 I can't speak for, uh. You know, for, for other religions, and, and thank God, because <laughs> well, it's bad enough when I speak for the, the, the Catholic, Catholic Church. It, it, well, I get yeah. letters from the Catholic, from the Catholic Church. And, Cease and desist, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, saying like, hey, stop telling people you're Catholic. I, but I am, so I don't know where they get off. Yeah. And then it's obviously the Pope's not actually sending this, but they have a stamp with this signature on it, and so wow. they stamp it. So I, I've, I've gotten several cease and desist um, <clears throat> letters from the Catholic Church themselves, but... Yeah. So I don't I, I don't know what it's like to be another religion, but like when you're Catholic, I just feel like you're always Catholic. Yeah. Like Probably. you want your kids to be Catholic, even if you don't go to church. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. See, and I I'm the flip because I was I grew up. I spent seven years. I was born and slightly raised in Belgium and Catholic. We were Catholic, but when we moved here, my mom thought, and we moved to Texas. My mom thought. Oh, there's no Catholic churches. It's only Baptist churches. Because yeah. we were like in you know northern Texas, and that's all there was is Baptist churches everywhere you turn. And I feel bad. Yeah. I feel so bad she, for North Texas. Yeah. So we stopped going to church completely <laughs> because she was like, "There's only Baptists. I'm well, Catholic." I, I guess. What are you supposed to do if there's no ch- if there's no church for you to worship at? I guess. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? I don't know. Go outside and, and what? Pray to the trees? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's so funny, though. Just the idea of going anywhere where there's just no Catholic church, let alone. That's amazing. Yeah. Huh. Well, what should we, are you proposing that we go there and we build one? No, we. I mean, I have since found out that there was actually one. So I think it was more a matter of. Your mom's there wasn't a liar. one near. Well, I don't think she was a liar. She was just maybe lazy. <laughs> she didn't want to drive that far into town. Yeah, to no, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. The stuff that I think, honestly, the stuff that made me stop going to church is that it was honestly it was early and it's Sunday. I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, like, the, like, ever since I was a kid, I've always hated waking up early and going to church was always the worst. I just hated it. I hated yeah. going to church. I hated. I didn't understand. Now I'm like so interested in religion. But then, like, huh. I just wasn't at all. So it's like I just didn't yeah. care about any of it. And like now, on when when I do go to church, which is normally for like Christmas or whatever, like there's all this stuff where I'm like, oh man, this is kind of interesting. But I had no concept of what any of this was when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Drinking blood. Ugh. That's insane. That's yeah. And eating a body. Yeah. That's You're eating a body and not and and this is where we uh, we we differ with our. Um, <laughs> 
I, I call them are the, the the Christian rebels, the Protestants. Mm. Um, they uh, in their in their mind, and this is kind of strange. It's a symbol. However, in our mind, the Catholic's mind, it's magically turned into the actual flesh and the actual blood of Jesus Christ. It's, it's not a metaphor. It's yeah, like yeah. a thing that they do, which I got to say, pretty fun to witness. <laughs> I love magic, and this is actual magic. It's I, not even like, yeah. it's not even close-up magic where they're trying to trick you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're just trying to feed your soul. I guess. I don't <laughs> Can we stop talking about religion now? Oh no! <laughs> you said you're uh, more interested in religion. Is that because of the, your podcast? Like, where you yeah, know, you're taught lots of yeah. I'm taught philosophy on a podcast called "I Learn Nothing," and um, kind of yeah. I, I started learning more about it because of it, and um, I think also when you're raised Catholic, you just assume that like everything's been the same forever and it just hasn't. Mm. And so when you do research on like early Christianity, it is baffling. It is wild, dude. Yeah. There's some interesting stuff yeah. out there. Yeah. It wow. turns out there's a whole world out there. Is there? Yeah. I had no idea. Well, I didn't either. I mean, like I came out here out to uh, wherever in this undisclosed location that, that, uh, that we're at. I mean, there's, I saw a few McDonald's I've never been to. I mean, there's some pretty, it's yeah. wild out there. Yeah. It's yeah. like the wild west, except for McDonald's. Your your podcast started pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. and it's, what, how many years later? Six, seven years later? Yeah, about seven years, yeah. And we, you still learn nothing? Absolutely nothing, yeah. Well, wow. my teacher is this guy, I mean, Ben Sholock. I mean, you don't even know how to say his name. <laughs> like, he's not, a, he's not a very effective teacher, I guess, oh, because wow. you'd yeah. think. You guys need to hire a PR team if you still haven't learned anything. Well, I mean, we need. I need to hire a PR team for so many things. Everything I've ever done, I've just been like, oh, I'll just do this project and like move on. And then like years later, you're like, huh, so like none of that hit. <laughs> oh, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's this. Yeah. Well, hey. Well, don't, well, look, you got a coffee mug. You've got. That was, this was a gift that I got from somebody. Well, you've got. I magnets. did buy that. I did buy those things. I told you earlier that I uh, yesterday someone gave me a magnet mm-hmm. at work that just says "fuck." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I put it up. I put it up on my refrigerator immediately. <laughs> Not even "fuck you," just "fuck." <laughs> All right. Are you still in that whole uh, com- comics complex where all of oh. the comics live? Yeah, so there was a place called uh, Sandstone where uh, a lot, yeah, of, of old school, I, I guess at this point, old school Austin Comics live. Yeah. Uh, and it was because this uh, this guy named Joe was the uh, like the property manager there. Uh-huh. And so he just got all of these comics who have like shit credit and no money into this apartment complex just by doing like, you know, no due diligence on his part. Uh-huh. And he, uh, the thing that was so funny with him is... He got all of these comics to live there. And so I would just like bump into these people all the time and it, 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 it kind of ruled. Yeah. But what was so funny with him is that like he was renting out his apartment to, to me and Jay Wycott, who's still my roommate. Uh, and we, because uh, he was like living with his girlfriend or something. And then they broke up. So like he didn't have a place to go because like he was renting his apartment. So he just lived in his office. And it was so funny because this dude. Uh, like if you went there to his office during the day, you would have no idea. It just looks like an office. And then at night there's like, he had like a mattress and like a hot plate and there's a shower in there. Cause it used to be a, uh, like apartment. Uh-huh. So it's like, it was just the funniest thing in the world oh, to wow. me. Yeah. It was very dumb, 
But uh, yeah, there was like so many people who lived there. Yeah, so no, I know we we no longer live there, which is good. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, because <laughs> the thing that ruled about it was that it was cheap. Yeah. And then like once Joe stopped working there, it kind of stopped being as cheap. Mm. And then we were like, no one has renovated this apartment for like 15 years. There's just nothing but comics from like one to the other. So like it would just look like shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was never uh, particularly impressed with those apartments. No, they're awful. Yeah. They're not good apartments. Yeah. Like, they're, f- I mean, they're fine, but they're just like, they're, they're just sort of there Yeah. if you need a roof. Uh, and uh, and we did. Yeah. And we had one. Well, I guess we didn't really have a roof. We, we, had, we had someone else's floor yeah. right above us because we were right. on the first floor. Yeah. Huh. Now I'm thinking I need to sue them <laughs> for not even providing us a fucking roof. Yeah. Just a floor? That's so demeaning. <laughs> Just hear someone's feet yeah. all goddamn day. This is, you know what? I'm glad I came here. This is well, starting to make me. Welcome. I expect a cut, though. You know that. Sure. Yeah. Right no, idea. I understand. Right. I understand. But I'm not going to contribute to your legal fees at all. Of course, I would. Yeah, of course. All right. So you're back at the Velveeta room. Yes. How long have you been back now? Uh, since uh, July, I think. The July. So what is that like? Um, uh, we're getting close to a like, year. Yeah, about seven months, six months, seven yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah. How has that been to like get back? Man, to- fuck, awesome, yeah, whole lot of fun. Uh, the the thing with like Austin is that in the last few years, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but there's been a lot of people who moved here and stuff. Really? Yeah, there's been a few people. Just a couple. A couple people, yeah. yeah. Rumors say that Joe Rogan is actually going to open a comedy club. No here. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, surely not on Sixth Street because that's that would interfere with the Valve oh. too much. Oh, yes, it would. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, it would. Yeah, that's the funny thing about working there. So uh, the also thing that's so fucking funny is that on the 6th Street, there's like 19 comedy clubs now. So it is so funny for me to just stand in front of it and like look down the street and be like, oh, wow, I can see the most famous comedy club in the world from the comedy club that I work at. And it's like, oh, no. But those aren't the same club. No. And then I fall down. Oh, manhole. Yeah, I go, oh. As part of the Esther's Follies show. Yes, that's part of the total pratfall. Yeah, there's there's a man in despair, and then he disappears. And everyone goes, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so Sixth Street has, uh, like, yeah, so it has uh, a Mothership, which is Rogan's Club. Sunset Strip has uh, ourselves. Um, on Fifth Street, there's that, uh, uh, the Black Rabbit, oh, which yeah. I don't know if you've been to yet. I have not been yet. It's fucking awesome. Very I'm, cool I'm place. I'm hearing good yeah. things. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Creek and Cave is on 7th Street right around the corner. So yeah, there's like, there's so many spots. Yeah. And then there's uh, like bar shows and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It's gotten to the point where it's like, they so they do this in in, in New York with the, with the, um, uh, the Comedy Cellar, where like, it's a place that sells out every single night. It, it, it doesn't. It almost doesn't matter who's there. Hmm. And the mothership is the same way where it's like, I mean, their open mic sells out. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That uh, so um, what people do, what we do is we just send people over to be like, Hey, like standby line, like you're not going to get in. So like, if you want to come, there's a comedy place down the street. And so like people have been doing that in New York at the comedy cell forever. There's clubs that like, that's their whole business model is literally just ah. the people who can't get into that club. And so we're, it's kind of interesting because like, and cause you're not taking away any like business from anyone because it's yeah. like that they've already sold out that they, they, they literally can't make any more money. And yeah. so you're, so it's kind of interesting. And so like, yeah, a few years ago that never, you never would have even thought of that. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh yeah, we have to send people out to like, to get people to come in. Uh, barkers, they're called. Yeah. That never would have been a thing a few years ago, yeah. Okay, so I guess that's kind of a a 
bonus. It what's well, interesting, yeah, it's it brings a lot more energy. Like there's so much more energy um, there these days than than there have been in, in the past. I think just because of that, from bringing in just a lot of outside people and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's kind of been very interesting meeting some of the new people uh, or new to me, I, I should say. Uh, so because you're like you need a few months to be like okay, like. Oh, that person's interesting. Okay, cool. Okay, this person is completely full of shit. Okay, cool. Okay, this person is really funny and has no idea how to market. Okay, cool. This person is actually funny and can market. Fuck yes, I'll book them. Like, Uh it's interesting to see, like, to kind of figure out who is what archetype almost. Yeah, yeah. My archetype? I'm glad you asked. Yes. Handsome. Stop. What's your your archetype? Handsome. Handsome. Good looking. It's so, it's the thing that's... I have noticed an uptake in the number of handsome performers. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And so it's, luckily for me, you can be good looking and do comedy. (laughs) For a long time, it was like, well, it is funny. Like when you look at the 80s comedy, like they're all just ugly as fuck. It really was just... Sure. (laughs) Man, is it funny. Uh, Okay. So... You can't. You, you're doing that with the mothership, but you're not trying to pull that off with the other clubs. Oh, going up? No, yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah. just just <laughs> no. But but I believe I know that a few of them do that too. They'll okay. go send people. Yeah, it's kind All of right, uh, so. it's kind of interesting. No, I, I don't I don't go to the. But maybe I should. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to the Black Rabbit, uh, owned Poor by jock. friends of mine. Yeah, and then just stand in front of it and go, "Hey guys, go somewhere else." And then they'll be like, "What?" And then I'll probably not be allowed there anymore. Well, you can just say, there's a new club just down the street. Yeah, it just <laughs> opened up are. about 35 years ago. Oh, you live here? You've never heard of it? Wow, haven't heard that for years. <laughs> what, uh, now that, that you're, you're back and I can ask you, like, how, how do you approach booking your, your weekends? And, and what I have noticed is like, uh, much more... Not that it's a bad thing, but one-off shows. Like, more, more yeah. experiment as opposed to just kind of a... I mean, you still have your traditional 8 o'clock headliner on Friday night. Your Saturday nights, you've got two shows for your headliner. Yeah. Usually that Friday late night spot is a is either is an experimental or like a monthly show yeah. that comes through. Yeah, a, a lot of times it's just... Uh, sometimes there's the shows that I produce there, but most of the time it's... um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of outside... I guess producers coming in to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then you've even tinkered around with your Thursday night formula. Yeah, which was always just the open mic. Yeah. The, well, the thing that's so funny is that like just being in, so working there, managing there before the pandemic was just like I took over from this dude named uh, Mario De Giorgio. We shall not disparage. Do not say his name in that snide way. What snide way? I don't know the way you were about to. You were going to trash talk him. You, I will. And he can't stop me because he's not here. If he was That's here, I would be that. very polite to yeah. his face. Uh, no, so he so he was running it. And uh, the way that it was was always that. Yeah, it was always like the, the headliner shows are on the, the early shows. And then, and then there's the late show. And then there's a speed mic, two comics every – like host, two comics, headliner, whatever. So that's just kind of how we always did it. And then – coming back and just seeing what everyone else is doing, it's like, oh, I don't really have to necessarily do that. Mm-hmm. So for the the headliner shows, I'm starting to do just headliner shows at the 8 o'clock shows and then doing more, uh, I guess, themed shows or uh, showcase or whatever whatever you want to call them on the, on the late shows because mm-hmm. we just sell more tickets that way, which is kind of interesting. Huh. Um, but... Um, 
Yeah. So the way that you, I'm kind of starting to realize, like, oh yeah, you can just open up, do more things, do different things. Uh, yeah. The speed mic on Thursday was always just a speed mic. Now we do like a pre-show, uh, and that's so that's the way that I kind of to actually answer your question is to look at it more of a business than I used to. Because when I managed mm. it before, we would just sell out all the time because it was literally, it was us and there was Cap City and there was, you know, a few other like, but they mostly did improv and, and stuff right. like that theaters. So nowadays it's like, I have, I kind of have to like, go, oh, okay, what's like the business part of this? So the business part of it for Thursday is like, well, how do we keep the people at Esther's Follies who get in for free there? How do we keep them there and like drinking and watching the show? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just start a show. Rather than start the mic earlier, we'll just do a pre-show starting at eight o'clock. So when they come in, there's already a show as opposed to them waiting around for a half hour or whatever. Ah. So that's kind of the thing behind that. And then that also you go, okay, cool. Then that also just gives me way more spots to give out to people, which is good Mm -hmm. um, to keep people happy. And also just to get working comics in, you know, which is cool. Um, So yeah. So it kind of looking at more as a, as a business thing. So kind of looking at it and going like, okay, what's like a concept that would sell, you know what I mean? As opposed to just like, Oh, here's a, here's like five comics. (laughs) Telling jokes. It's like, yeah, like, I mean, that, oddly enough, you'd think that would be kind of the norm. Like, just, oh, yeah, people just being funny, but no, it's not. So, like, you kind of, there's, like, theme shows have always been kind of a thing in Austin for a long time, and now there's just, like, even more of them. So we, I have a bunch of just the dumbest concepts you've ever heard coming up soon. (laughs) My thing is, like, oh, is this dumb as fuck? Then Uh we have to do it. I'm under obligation to do very dumb things. Because, like, I think that... um, there's there's a there's like there's so much more shows in Austin, but they're not dumb. Hmm. We get dumb as fuck, dude. <laughs> That's your brand. Oh, do you have like dumb as fuck? the objectively worst idea for a stand-up show ever? Let's fucking try it. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> sure. Oh, it's it's a bunch of comics and they stand on their head when they tell the joke. All right, fine, whatever. Fifteen dollar tickets. Fuck yeah, let's do this. Like whatever. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, I just I love the idea of just being able to do different things and kind of like I said, dumb things. And when yeah. I say dumb, what I mean is like the thing that I've always thought. I remember Conan O'Brien was saying in an interview. He was saying like, "Oh yeah, my favorite type of." Comedy is like really stupid comedy done by people who aren't stupid. Uh, so, yeah. so you, so stuff like that, where like there's a like a wink to it a little bit. I've mm-hmm. always, I've always really liked that. Yeah. So like, yeah. So when I say dumb, that's what I mean. It's like something where you're like, well, why would anyone do this? Well, I don't know. We should probably go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back to the favorite topic of my conversation post COVID is a Casey Rocket. You know. Oh he yeah, does yeah. Absolutely dumb things on stage. But I think he's really smart. That yeah, you can you can also tell. Uh, yeah, with, with when, when people are. Yeah, he's a very good example of that. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know him personally super well, but I, I've seen him perform a bunch. And yeah, you can tell that he's uh, yeah. that there's uh, intelligence just beneath the surface. Yeah. But surface level, just dumb <laughs> as a box of absolutely. rocks. Absolutely, absolutely. But great. I throw rocks great. sometimes when I see him. Do you? Yeah. And okay. I go and I go. You're dumb as this, and I throw. And how he does he respond? Catches him in his mouth every single fucking time. It does not matter how hard I throw it. And I can throw rocks very hard. I bet you can. Yeah. So um, I've had to stop doing it. So yeah, I've been banned from pretty much every room now because of that. The whole, the whole, you throw rocks six or seven times at six or seven different venues and all of a sudden, you know, it's like yeah. fucking ridiculous. 
And you're getting you're back on stage. Too. Yes, telling jokes, yeah. having fun. How, how is 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 comedy? Has I I got to watch you. Uh, who were you? Uh, perf- uh, oh, you were. It was the the Netflix uh, is a joke. Oh yeah, auditions. yeah, yeah. We had uh, auditions for Netflix, and uh, in a very 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 well thought out mood or well thought out move. Uh-huh. We were not allowed to say, hey, this is for Netflix. So we had to very heavily imply it. And then yeah. on the day of, just straight up say, hey, this is for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody was kind of like, you know, their block red lettering for their promos. Yeah, I mean, it's so, it was yeah, so it was so obvious that yeah. it was for Netflix. Yeah, yeah um, that was fun. Yeah, we got to audition for for Netflix, yes. Yeah, so that that was, uh, I think, the first time that I've, I'd seen you perform, possibly since... Since that FPIA, surely not. Maybe, Is maybe that, since the pandemic. Yeah, definitely yeah. since the pandemic. So, do you approach or your pandemic as you call it? Pandemic. What? Yeah, right. Constantly. I didn't plan it. Well, I mean. <laughs> uh, do you approach your comedy differently before the the pandemic than than now? Oh yeah. Are you still the goofball who's yeah just, you know yeah goofballing it up and having fun? sure i remember i was talking to somebody who was like i don't know how new they are in comedy but they were like oh wow that set went really well tonight i was just having a lot of fun uh-huh. and they were like and they said out loud oh wait maybe that's like what you're supposed to do and i was like oh wow you think <laughs> yeah like um my thing is to just try to enjoy it and just try to have fun yeah because like if I'm not, I just not I'm just not gonna do it. There's people I know who are fucking miserable doing it. You can see, you can tell they're miserable doing it. It's like you can just stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of what's cool about life, is that you can kind of just stop doing things. Yeah, but if your whole identity is wrapped up in in it, sometimes it's like, well then. Who oh knows? sure, it's a yeah, whole existential yeah. crisis if you are like, oh well, I'm gonna stop doing this then. Well, who the hell am I? Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely a thing. Well, the thing that I always have thought about that is that... So, uh, my favorite radio show ever uh, is called The Ron and Fez Show. And Ron Bennington is, like, my favorite, like, radio guy ever. I grew up listening to, like, a a lot of, like, talk radio and stuff where I grew up. And so, um, he was a comic for a, long, for, for a long time and then started doing radio and for a long time just stopped doing comedy. But he was also, but he was still himself. He was still the funniest person in the room. You couldn't mm. tell me that guy's not a comic. Yeah. So I feel like you almost like, even though it's going to sound kind of strange, you almost don't have to always do it to still feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think I'm funny. Sure. But <laughs> <laughs> now would be a good time to play the little applause on the soundboard. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the applause button, Pat. <laughs> yes, that's... Yeah, exactly. exactly. I can't believe I've never owned one of these. That, that that actually surprises me. They're they're very cheap. This one looks like it's it's either a knife or it's a, some kind of old gun. Oh, there you go. We do not condone gun violence here at Comedy Wham Presents. So that was a gun? Yeah. I've never heard a gun like shot one before. Ca- gas... Not gasket. Uh, those old... Muzzle rifles, or I don't know, I don't know what they are. Hold with provisions. You can get one of those for like fifteen bucks, ten bucks on oh, Amazon. Who has fifteen bucks? I, some people do. Yeah, I mean, uh, you live kind of far away, so I, um, <laughs> I have to like. Uh, what I do is I bring my uh, a harmonica everywhere uh-huh. because I'm constantly running out of gas. So I have to 
you know, play for gas money. So I'm, what I'm gonna, what I do now is I go door to door, playing harmonica and asking for gas money. Yeah. So I will be doing that for the next five hours. Okay. Well, good luck. I'm gonna need it. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. People are gonna be pissed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I told you I have to go pick up my groceries. I have no idea if I'm gonna get anything in my grocery order. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I'm sure the shelves are cleaned oh, yeah, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you order? Well, I I ordered wings. <laughs> well, that's not. Well, luckily, that's not you know in demand on. Super no, Bowl I know, Sunday. right? So <laughs> I told my son, well, hopefully we'll have wings. I honestly don't know who's playing. Uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Okay, I thought it was a 49ers. Yeah. And the Chiefs. And the Chiefs. Huh. Yeah, yeah. And Ooh. this is coming out in early March, so we already know who won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was so, honestly, it was so obvious. Oh, hold on. Oh. Let, let, okay, I'm okay. going to make it a prediction. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that it was a blowout, uh-huh. and I'm going to say that the Chiefs win. The Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs win. Yeah. I know nothing about how they rate. I, I know I like Patrick. And, yeah. And just unironically or ironically, I don't know. I want them to win just because people are so worked up about the whole Taylor Swift thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like she's just a girl supporting her guy. What's the big deal? Yeah. I can't, um, I can't say that I have any sort of strong opinions on Taylor Swift or the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So I was more. thinking about Taylor Swift the other day, though. <laughs> okay. Because I was like... You know, it seems like people really, like, will get mad at people. Like, I don't know. There's not that many artists that, like, if you're like, oh, I like this person, people are like, ugh, fuck you. Yeah. Like, Taylor Swift is one of those people, it seems. Do you think that back in the 50s and 60s, people were, were like that about Elvis Presley? Oh, I bet. Because he was so, so big. And what? probably any move he made, there were some yeah. people that were like, fuck that guy. Well, because he started off kind of playing, like, rockabilly kind of music a little bit. Yeah. So maybe when he kind of moved on from that, then maybe it was, like, Dylan going electric or something mm. where people got mad. There yeah. are people who were still mad at Bob Dylan for going electric. Yeah, I'm just it, mad at Bob Dylan for being Bob Dylan. Well, yeah, I, I saw that fool live one time. No idea what he was saying. <laughs> and then he been... plays a song, and it's like set, he just plays these 17-minute songs, and then, like, halfway through, you're like, oh, this is just like a woman. I had no fucking idea. <laughs> I don't understand his music at all. I really? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. It's like, okay, he's talking through most of them, if you can understand them. Yeah, and it is a little sometimes hard to understand. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. He Some of his stuff, yeah, I can totally... like. I mean, the problem with him is that he had like a like a 10 to 15 year output that was just fucking amazing. Mm. And then like for the vast... For, ever since then, which has been the vast majority of his career, it's just putting out, like, these bizarre songs about the Titanic and shit like that, and, like, no one cares. Like, it's, and they sound like shit. And it's like... So I get kind of being like, well, what's this guy's deal? Um, I don't know. Maybe if you... Um, do you ever, like, read the lyrics and stuff? No. Who has time for that? Well, well I do. But um, I guess oh, yeah, I Yeah, maybe if he was a poet, and then I would just read his, yeah. his poetry. Yeah, maybe. His lyrics as poetry. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. If you read his lyrics as poetry, then maybe. And then sometimes um, when... I don't know. It's 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 hard to explain his appeal yeah. sometimes, I think. if Because like, there's some people... If, if Dylan is one of those guys, he's like Zappa, where like, if you don't get it, mm. you're just not going to like it. Yeah. Not yeah. don't get it like you don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't like it, you're going to be like, well, nothing you say is going to convince me this is good. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. But he plays guitar well. Frank Zappa. Oh, yeah. I think Bob Absolutely. Dylan's an underrated guitar player. Hmm. What do you say to that? I have no opinion because now I'm pissed off that I have an earworm of uh, like a Rolling Stone stuck in my head. 
So I'm going to do my Bob Dylan impression. Okay. <laughs> so this Bob Dylan impression has been an albatross for me for a very, very long time. Okay. And here's why. I think it's very, very good. Everyone else thinks it's very, very bad. Okay. And I got to be honest with you, I've never had something like this where I'm convinced it's good uh-huh. and everyone else is convinced it's bad. Okay. Usually if I put something out... Into the world, and it's very bad. I'll be like, oh, this is very bad. Okay. But here we go. So this is Bob Dylan. Okay. <clears throat> hey, it's me, a Bob Dylan. <laughs> and the all white jury agreed. Lay, lay, lay. Lay across my bed. You, you sang like this for one record and one record only. And then he went back to this, like a rolling stone. I'm Bob Dylan. What do you think? That was atrocious. What the fuck? <laughs> I, this is so... <laughs> I didn't come here to be insulted. Well, you didn't? No, that's what yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta trust your friends, Pat. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I'll work on it. I'll come back. Sounded like uh, some characters from uh, the Landlax Corporation, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which all the names have escaped me at this moment. Oh, yeah. Chet Lightning was uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah, so Chet Lightning was a character that, yeah. Talk like this. (laughs) Yeah, it was the absolute worst. (laughs) Which made him the absolute best. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such a great podcast. Oh, you liked it? I loved it. Oh, interesting. I watched something, you know, during the pandemic. You guys did some of the online, you know, to had some people come and watch. And, uh, yeah, I loved it. And I think we we recorded. I know Laura and I recorded uh, episodes, and then uh, my son and I yeah. also recorded one. Yep. And I can't. I I should remember this better. I don't. I think you killed him, which was. Don't worry. It's okay. That's that's was that was the point of not. The li- we didn't literally murder. You didn't literally literally murder. No. <laughs> no. Plus, it was over Zoom, so it would have been very difficult. It would have been hard. Yeah. Yeah. But you wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't listen if it came back, would you? I would. Very interesting. Yeah. And I talked to Aaron about it, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd be like, I'd listen if it came back. I mean, for him, and I guess I should should get your take on it. For him, he liked that, and you should listen to that episode that I had with him. Mm -hmm. It came out end of December. Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks. and the Great Aaron Brooks. The title of the episode is Aaron Brooks, colon, The Ball Breaker. I don't think that's what I called it. The ball breaker of comedy. I don't think that's what I called it. I really don't. Can you imagine poor Aaron? He's so not a ball breaker. Yeah, he's the nicest dude. He's the nicest, softest guy. Yep. He's just, um, no, he really appreciated like how it got him to creatively think, and it helped him with his writing. And Yeah, yeah, it was, imp- yeah, it was improvised like storytelling, mm-hmm. essentially, with fictional characters who would make... Uh, periodic uh, appearances. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very fun to, and you know your guests uh, when you had guests because a lot of times it is just you and Aaron. Yeah, sometimes it was it was us uh, just doing it to ourselves. But yeah, we would have guests on sometimes, um, and it's really funny to like think about it to look back on some of those episodes and be like, oh wow, like a lot of these people have like accomplished a lot of stuff since. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Saturday Night Live and just movies, and it's like, right. huh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. But the thing that I, that I liked about that is like whenever we did have people on who were like 
I, now they're famous. Back then they were like famous if you knew about comedy or whatever. Mm-hmm. We all we always put it out as if it was just another episode. Like we never yeah. ever was like, oh, it's this person. No fanfare. Yeah. 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 There was never any fanfare. It was very uh yeah. Yeah. Purposely dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, and some people would try to outsmart uh what was gonna happen. Oh yeah, so yeah. So it was basically you were giving a almost like a would you rather up mm-hmm. thing where it's like, All right, this happens to you, what do you do? All right. And then based on that you kind of tell a story kind of based on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, it always ended in death, unfortunately. Yeah. Or fortunately for for some of these people, because some of them deserved it. Yeah, because they would try to outsmart you, and then yeah. the favorite, my favorite thing in the world. Well, no, one of my favorite things about that podcast is when someone did try to outsmart you, you would just go with it and act like you were outsmarted, and then just have them get run over by a bus at the end of it for no reason. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, you accomplished the mission that you're on, but and like you technically won, but then you yeah you get hit by like or like a, a tree branch hits you and uh-huh. you die and you go to hell or something. Yeah. <laughs> and. and- I always liked when Aaron got mad at you. He would for, get, he gets so unbelievably <laughs> mad because I guess in a lot of these scenarios that I would give him, um, and especially over time, because we, we put one out every single day. So mm-hmm. we recorded like 730 of them. Yeah. And so um, we fucking, uh, yeah. So especially like once a character was sort of, um, uh, what do you call, uh, not developed, but yeah, kind of developed. Like there's some characters who developed into like Aaron's arch nemesis. <laughs> So Aaron has like three or four people on that sh- on Lanalax Corporation characters that I invented specifically to annoy him because I knew like oh this guy Aaron's gonna fucking hate this guy and uh-huh. I would bring him up. So Chet Lightning is a, a very annoying, purposely forgotten historical figure who shows up every once in a while. The Sugar King uh-huh. is his enemy. Uh, the Man in the Back Seat is his enemy. I mean, there's all these different people. Uh, Dreamy Dan, when they show up, he's like fuck, I hate this guy. <laughs> Whereas with me, like like the characters he came up with were just like kind of goofy and funny like i didn't really have any kind of enemies on that show but he had several yeah yeah all of which i invented again invented specifically (laughs) to annoy him especially because there'd be some characters that he would invent on that show that i would just reinvent i would just so there's a character named bill the dill and his bill the dill's bit is that like oh he needs you to kill a murderer basically Uh and then um he yes, it's part of the pickle clan. They're like this like intelligence network. So I just invented a character named Timmy the Tooth, who was just a talking tooth, <laughs> who did the exact same thing that Bill the Dill did. And he was just like, "This is the same character." I'm like, "I don't know, what you're talking about like it's, yeah, it's just creating things and then creating a version of that." So there was like several different generations of characters that are just specifically designed to make Aaron really really mad. Yeah, because they just show up. So like the premise of the show is like you're just kind of hanging out and this bizarre situation gets thrown into your lap. So how do you react? But with Aaron, a lot of times it's just Aaron like tells stories, whereas um, I just sort of plop him into them. So he'll just be hanging out, and then suddenly there's a knock on the door, and he opens the door, and there's you know like the, the Greek god Zeus is there, and he's like, "Aaron, I need your help." Like that's how it starts, and you're like, "All right, like whatever." Whereas like Aaron would like you know sort of tease that out a little bit. Uh-huh. I'm a bit more blunt, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. and so there's people who. The, char- the thing that I kind of thought was funny about that show is that whenever the characters that, that pop up have very specific physical descriptions, even though we never actually say what they look like, we never really, or we never say like what race anybody is, for instance. So you can yeah. just kind of imagine it yourself. But um, so we, they, they wear certain outfits or, or stuff like that. So there was a guy named the Wizard of Baltimore and he wore a wizard's outfit that had a bunch of Baltimore Ravens on it. <laughs> and so um, 
when you start describing, oh, he's wearing this purple robe, it's like, he knows, oh, fuck, it's this guy. Well, the Wizard of Baltimore was his enemy. But let's say it was. He'd be like, oh, I fucking hate this guy. God <laughs> damn it. But, like, if you're listening, you might not know who that is. So uh-huh. you're like, what's happening? Uh, right. There's right. no explanations for anything yeah. also. We just, like, when, when we do it, we just, like, start. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, no intro, no outro, nothing. No, Very none. plain and simple. And, like, plain, simple, and sinister. I always yeah. like it. It's funny that it, was kind of, it sometimes gets very sinister, yeah. creepy. Yeah. Uh, your merch game would be so big if, if you had continued the podcast because you'd, you'd be able to develop merch for, you know, Bill the Dill. Yep. Uh, Wizard of Baltimore. Well, maybe you'd have some licensing issues with, with that one. We're <laughs> so small time compared to the, I mean, it'd be so funny if they did. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, are you going to sue us? You're yeah. going to sue the Wizard of Baltimore? Yeah. Well, yeah, that is the thing is every, like, city that has a – NFL team has a wizard. So there's a wizard of Chicago, there's a mm. wizard of Miami, and they all have awful regional accents. That's a, the, oh. another recurring thing, <laughs> is that everybody has... I'm fascinated by regional accents. I've always ha- always oh. has been. And uh, I grew up in Northern Virginia, right next to Maryland, and so I've, I've heard that stupid accent my whole fucking life. On the radio, you hear people mm. talk like that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get over there. And you're like, fuck. That's <laughs> where I live? This is insane. How does this, how does this work? How do you talk like that and just not even... I don't understand some of these accents people have. I don't understand how they can keep talking and not be like, holy shit, I can't uh-huh. believe I sound like this. This is crazy. Yeah. I just think it's so interesting to me. Because where I grew up, no one hadn't... Like, I would hear that accent, but like the k- kids I grew up with, none of us have accents. We all just kind of talk, you know, Yeah. really cool. Really cool? Yeah. Okay. I have a really cool accent. <laughs> I call it the real cool accent. <laughs> okay. Of, Nor- of Northern Virginia. A very specific a very part specific of it. suburb yeah. of Washington, D.C. Yeah. And like right. a very specific part of the suburb, Burnham Wood Drive. It's the only huh. place that, I, that has this accent. Huh. McLean, right? McLean, Virginia. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I had a friend who lived there for many years and she finally moved out. Yeah. It's so it kind of sucks. Um, it's like, I mean, it's cool. Like, so it's if you're there and like you have a family and stuff, then it fucking rules. But because it has like good school systems mm-hmm. and, and shit like that. But it's like it's like expensive and Super. like it just kinda like there's not a lot of identity there, you know? where yeah. where they where they have it in um in places like Austin or or, or like other cities and stuff. Yeah. Well, we're getting there. We're losing identity. You think so? Oh yeah. In in what regard? Um, I just think there's a lot of, you know, you you get more and more pop up con not pop up they're staying you know condos everywhere probably yeah. that sandstone is at some point it's going to be- turn into yep demolished yeah, probably. condo uh so the more you have of that i just feel like you lose the austin sure flavor cuz you, you've been here for how for like a while 2008 i moved okay yeah, yeah i moved here in 2009 so yeah yeah i don't know it's it, that's uh yeah i mean that's definitely valid that's definitely a thing um I think that the thing about Austin that I like is it it still attracts the people that it did back then, I think. Mm. Uh, it, it, you're always going to have people who move in and, and, yeah, like they try to get rid of the thing that they kind of moved here for. Like when people like they, who lived in on Red River, like they built those apartments and then were like sued to get the – to get like the cutoff times for like concerts down, mm. and it's like this is why this is why yeah. you moved here. Like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I I, uh, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm living in a suburb, so sure. You know. I mean, I remember one one time. This is before the pandemic. My parents were visiting, 
and I was just driving around and showing them all of my favorite bars that are now apartment complexes. <laughs> yep. We used to do shows there. Yeah. I loved that bar. Oh, yeah. There was a terrible open mic at this one that I loved. And yeah, it's, it's all like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It doesn't really bother me. It, stuff like that doesn't bother me, I think, as much as it bothers other people. I'm just like in my own world all the time, I think, so that it's like um, it's easier for me to be like, oh, um, yeah, I guess, Yeah. when people say that. yeah. I mean, again, because I live out here, whatever is happening in town doesn't affect me as much. But if I were living in town and uh, I'd see things changing all directly around me, I, I might be more bothered but then it's also well this is progress i guess yeah and it's also change and the one constant in life is change yeah and it's also like kind of out of our hands so like i just sort of i try to like experience things and just be like okay and then just kind of let it roll off so yeah yeah so like i'll see that and sometimes yeah it will bum me out a little bit but then i'm like yeah but that's just what it is and then you know you move on you eat a hot dog life's good yeah yeah as long as you have hot dogs I guess, yeah. Vegan if you need to. Yeah. Or vegetarian. I don't so, know the way that I approach booking the Velveeta room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, anyway. So, yeah. yeah no. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to thank you for bringing Aaron back. That was that was such a hot Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was such a great weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was so much fun. Um yeah, I think it was the first time that he came back uh, since he moved, possibly. I could be wrong about that. I, I want to say so, because yeah. I follow him and, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was so much fun to have him there. And then, Well, the thing that, that really, really rolled is that, like, and this is why it's like, well, I don't really care that there's, like, so many new comics who, who live here now or are moving here or whatever. Like, it just doesn't really, whatever. Like, because, like, I feel like there were, like, eight or nine people who like helped out so much on getting like uh, we because we sold a bunch of tickets for it and like eight or nine people were like on the internet like helping Aaron sell it out which like was fucking ruled that uh-huh. part of it was very awesome yeah so there's always going to be that even among people who you don't even you barely even know who are just like oh yeah like I should help this person because it seems like Mm-hmm. He's a he's a beloved dude, so like why not? But like yeah. it was just very cool to because there were like nineteen different. Th- so like this, he did a set at this at the um the, at the Buzz Mill, and then they mentioned like oh yeah like he's gonna be um performing at the Velveeta this weekend, and then this woman was like talked to him afterward and was like oh yeah like I want to tell all my friends to come like blah 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 like can I get like a discount code and he's like definitely so we gave her one and then we used that code to kind of track it and like so like 12 people came from that oh my gosh yeah so it's like so there was that that helped out and then there was just people uh, him on the radio uh, uh, helping out people just on Instagram who people weren't even on the show who were were posting about it so yeah yeah, it really that was very very cool yeah when you were booking the room in the before COVID times did you have a, a certain philosophy? I know you talked about how now it's you're more business minded, but do you does your philosophy about booking comics, those headliner comics, differ now? Well, that you're a back? little bit because we used to have um, like there's 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 some acts who used to play the Velveeta Room who now uh, 
either because they get a better deal or because they're just like you know bigger like mm-hmm. uh, bigger names like they, they they'll play other rooms. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I still have like good headliners and stuff that come through, but there's not a lot of them will do shows at like Creek or will do shows at like Mothership and stuff like that. Uh, so there's definitely there's more like competition to book kind of in in an mm-hmm. odd way. Um, it doesn't affect it like that badly or anything, but it differs in the sense that there's like, when I booked that before, like I can look at all those people and be like, oh, like over half of these people I can't afford anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, you kind of have to, um, yeah, it, what's, what's, what's cool about that is that it means you can have a lot more local people, people who don't, there's not a lot of places to do like headlining weekends if you're local Mm -hmm. like you can do like a show every once in a while and stuff like that it's just harder to do uh and what's cool about the velvet it's always been a place where like oh if you're like local and you're like really really funny even though if you don't have like credits or like whatever like yeah you should do it so um so uh the way that it's a little bit different is um trying to think about like oh yeah like who like makes sense to have here who doesn't um and who, who you can afford, who you can't, stuff like that. And um, the other thing is that back in the day, like, you didn't have to have, like, you, nowadays, like, specifically in, in town, because there's just so much more comedy than there used to be, like, you need to work with people who are going to get the word out and, and mm. market. And, like, there, there are some people who, they're th- and, like, I absolutely get it. There are some people who are, like, well, I'm the comic. I'm not, that's not my job. That's, that's, that's your job. And, like, yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Yeah. But, like, we do, a do- we do a door deal. So, like, <laughs> what's – come on. Like, so, like, you have to work with people. And mo- and people – what's cool about about there is that everyone does. Like, I, like there's – everyone gets it. Like, um, they kind of get, like, oh, like, you have to do so much more work now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we're back in the day. You just kind of didn't. Yeah. Yeah, when it was just you and Cap. Yeah. Right? That was it. The new movement theater. Yeah. Fallout. Fallout now, yeah. But back then, like, it was, yeah. Yeah. And then, so it's, like, um, it's a thing where it's, like, yeah, now there's just so much more that, like, people get that, like, oh, right, we have to, like, yeah. do stuff. Yeah. And before, like, I never had, like I said earlier, we, we never used Barkers because we never really needed to. But also, it was, like, I just, I don't know. It just wasn't a thing I ever thought about. And, yeah. like, now it's, like, oh, it seems like that's just what everyone does. They just, they have people who in exchange for stage time, they, they go out and, and tell people like, Hey, here's a show, blah, 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 stuff yeah. like that. And it, and I know that it works because we all like, I'll give people these little, um, like, Hey, buy a ticket, the door, I get five bucks off or something like that. And like, at the end of the night, we'll have like a, like not like a huge stack, but enough to be like, Oh, that th- those are like seven or eight people who just wouldn't, that we wouldn't have made any money mm. off of who just wouldn't have come out yeah. at all. And so, um, so you kind of do st- way more marketing but it's way more it's it it, it work like it, it's it's a lot of work but it's worth it because it does work yeah where back in the day i wouldn't have to think about that at all how do you keep um yourself educated about a, a pipeline outside you know how do you find those future sam talents future amy miller yeah, that yeah, used yeah. to do your room you know every year yep how do you find that future pipeline that's outside of, of Austin? so there's a lot of like so you'll watch there's a lot of people who and a lot of them live here like there's a lot of people who like skill wise should be headliners but mm-hmm. like because of like you know showbiz or however you want to put it <laughs> however you want to put whatever dumb business we're in like yeah 
it, it doesn't work that way. It just, it just doesn't. And sometimes it does. Sometimes there's people who are, uh, who are like really, really, really funny and, and they're very successful and they're on the road doing it. And like, mm-hmm. but, but that's just not the option for everyone for a, yeah. a wide variety of reasons. So you, there's a lot of people like that. And so you kind of can go on like Instagram and find clips and stuff like that. Don't tell is a really good resource for that. You can, cause a lot of those comics, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them are kind of at that level. People who you're like, oh wow, this person is like really, really funny. And they should, they, I'm sure they headline wherever they live, the, 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 the shows like that, but like they should be making a, a living on the road doing that. Mm. And they don't. And so you kind of look for, for people like that. And then you also look for people um, in the scene who some of them have been doing it for forever. So they do have people who will come out and see them and stuff like that. So the resources that I use are like Instagram. A lot of people hit me up like, and we'll send clips and, and stuff like that. And um, so a lot of it is brought to me and a lot, and but also like a bit of it is me uh, or a lot of it, I guess you say is me going on Instagram or just going on YouTube and, and, mm-hmm. and seeing stuff. Cause you see the same names over and over again. If, they're doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. And after a while, you go like, oh, wow, I've seen this name like 12 times this week. I should probably, gee, I wonder if they're good. And then you look it up <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, yeah, of course they are. I'm an idiot. Like, so, like, um, so, yeah, it is very, very interesting yeah. because there's a lot more than there used to be of like, I don't want to say like, there's like hucksters, but borderline. Mm people hit you up and it's like, Oh yeah, man. Like I like here, I'd, I'd love to, to do your room, blah, 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 blah. And like they, and it's like, no, like, <laughs> like I, I know that I know you're, and then cause you'll see a clip and it's like, Oh, you've been doing this for a year. Like, no, oh. dude, come on. Like there's people who they present themselves as more accomplished than they are. Uh-huh. And so you have to be a bit guarded with, with that, yeah. which is hilarious yeah. because it's very easy to tell. Yeah. You've been around the block. So you know, you kind of know how to, sp- you know, I mean, I don't people. know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I just feel like. <laughs> but you know, I, you get a little props for shooting their shot. I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that yeah, oh, no, no, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's that's very very true. Yeah, very <laughs> you could just say, you can come to our open mic, sign ups on <laughs> open. Yeah, I mean, that is. I mean, you do have to do that. You do well. That's the other th- the thing that's so funny is that like with um, I assume with most creative things but with with stand-up in in this case like you do have to do that you do have to reach out to people and be like hey what's up i'm funny (laughs) yeah because i can't tell you the number of people who have sent me a clip i don't know this fucking person is then you watch it and you're like oh this person is fucking hilarious so like you do have to do that you do have to reach out which feels weird to do and it's weird for a lot of people to do there's Mm -hmm. some people who have never done it yeah and so um you do have to reach out and you also have to reach, you have to punch above your weight class a little bit sometimes. Mm. That's the only way you get better is if you're like, I mean, there's some, like, it's so fun to think about the shows and the stuff you get that you think about it even like two years later and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have fucking gotten that. Are you kidding me? Like, I can't, like, I'm glad it worked out if it worked out, but like, yeah, yeah I shouldn't have been doing that show then. That's crazy that let me do that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, that is part of a thing. So yeah, you are right about that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but it's just funny. It's like, I, I come on. <laughs> You can see through this immediately. <laughs> I, I know, but if they've got the list of okay, this this is my resolution. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. Yep. Because if I don't ask, hey, who knows? There might be somebody dumber than you that's not well, as well researched. Hey man, or who says yes? Well, sure. The, the deal is that like, look, like there's plenty of people 
who I'm like, okay, I might not like particularly think this person is like super funny, but like you can't deny that they can do it. Like mm-hmm. that they that they not not that they can fill the time, but like they're good at the style that they do. Yeah, yeah. And so um, there's plenty of people that I've I wouldn't have booked otherwise if that name them. Oh, Aaron <laughs> Brooks. No, um, there. Uh, so that no, that, that I look at it and like they'll be like, oh, hey, can I like can I headline your the room or or whatever? And uh-huh. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, you can. Mm. Like like you, you obviously you don't say it like that, yeah. but like. <laughs> you kind of do have that weird realization sometimes of like, oh, yeah, you should have. Okay, yeah, you should do this. Oh, yeah, okay, you should do that. Like, it's interesting. Yeah. So that does happen. You should ask for stuff. It's the the absolute worst thing that can happen is the person says no and tells you why. Um, if I don't think somebody is there yet or if it's just some person – if it's some person I don't know, then I'm just, I'm just not going to respond to you because mm. like – because if you respond and say no, then it turns into a whole fuck. Oh, okay. Why? Well, why? How come? Yeah. And it's even like I, I, I said to one person, um, like, well, look, like I, this is why I don't do it. Like I, I, I get that. Like you're, you want to work the room. Like that. I, I get that, and that's good. And you, you want to get, um, I guess you want to get better, for lack of a better term. Uh, I forget how I how I phrase it, but like, you're you're also putting me in a position where I have to tell you what I don't like about you. Mm. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, like, and then, cause like then what if, cause some people are professional and some people, when you do give feedback are like, okay, cool. Thank you for telling me that. Or like, okay. Yeah. Like, even if they don't agree with it, you can tell that they're like, well, I'll consider this. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some people who are just so like, wow, they're just going to yell at you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what, and, and, and some of the worst comedians you've ever seen in my fucking life think that they should be <laughs> bigger than they are. So it's like, you yeah. know, it's like, I get it. Like, um. But if it's someone, the thing that I think is very interesting and it was the thing that I was kind of worried about when I first started working there is that I'd be like, oh man, what if someone I know is like, who I'm like, oh, this person like not even sucks. This person is, is they have a pretty, they're good, but they're not like a headline or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, oh fuck, what if those people are like, hey, I should do it. Like no one's ever done that, (laughs) which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, No one I've ever known personally that I'm like has ever asked me for something that they not that they shouldn't, but you know what I mean? That they're not ready for or yeah. however, whatever uncondescending way I can find uh, <laughs> to put it. Um, like that's never happened to me. I've never had anyone I've known personally be like, Oh, can I do this thing that I shouldn't do? Hmm. Which I was worried about. Uh, but um, there are people who like think that, I don't know, like that you'll get, I just get these messages from people who are yeah. like, Hey, like what's up? I'd love to headline your room here's a clip and you watch it. You're like, Oh, you're insane. <laughs> it's not even that like, Oh, like I think you're not funny. Like, Oh, you're mentally unbalanced. Like, no, the thing about That's rough. the Velveeta That's room rough. is that like, and this, uh, th- this just kind of sparked something else. I mean, this isn't related to what I just said uh-huh. is that like, I don't really right now in Austin, there are like seven and any given night, there's probably, I don't know, 50 people downtown that I could call to do a set, like, mm. who's not going to be fucking insane. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> I can just go, like, oh, you're insane. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to deal with this person who isn't going to cause any grief. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because um, the thing that the thing that is very interesting now is that because there's so much more um, comedy going on, 
people are doing way more shows. So I, I never used to have to be like, all right, guys, like here's like the specific times that everyone's going up or, or like, um, Hey, who has like schedule considerations? Are you, are, are you coming from somewhere else? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, well now, uh, I, I have to do that, especially now that I, I tend to put a bit more guest comics on the shows now. Uh, I'm not bartending there. I'm just kind of floor managing. And so like, which is good because I can just look at my phone and, and see when people are showing up. Oh, like, so there's true. a lot more of that now, yeah. but what's good is that if someone is running late, if they're like, fuck, I'm running like five minutes late, I'll just do a set. I don't mm. care. Like, like, like I'll just jump up and literally as soon as that person gets here, flash the light and I'll get off and they can, they can go up. It's, it's a lot there. It's a, it's a lot. There's no like, like not drama, but there's no, like it's, I keep things very low stress. So if, like, so like, honestly, if you, if someone drops a spot last second, I don't care. Like, mm. it's fine. Like these things happen. Yeah. That just means I get to do 15 minutes, whatever. <laughs> So like you have to do a lot more coordinating and lineups are a lot more fluid yeah. than than they used to, hmm. which is cool. Interesting. Which I kind of like. Like I kind of don't like the fact that I'm going into work and I'm like, well, like three of these people could just not show up. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that that doesn't happen, but like that could. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that could. And sometimes people don't show up. Um, I've never had anybody just not show up and like. Not be like, oh hey, like I'm sorry, I can't make it because of this or that. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't know. It's just it's um it's I kind of don't I kind of like the idea that I'm going into work and like I know that we're going to put on two shows, one's at eight o'clock and one's at ten o'clock, and everything else I have no fucking idea what's going to happen. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, there's all sorts of insane when you do when you're putting on live shows. There's all sorts of insane things that could happen. Yeah. That you're like you kind of have to go in there like. Whatever happens, I'm just going to react to it and fix it and move on. Yeah. Yeah. You guys toyed with adding a Tuesday night show. So, yeah, we did, we did a Tuesday open mic. And the thing that was so interesting to me is that, so we got like no crowd, which is fine. Like it's not that big of a deal because there's comics there, like whatever. Yeah. And there was a bunch of comics there and it's very successful in that regard, but... None of them drink. Oh. No one drinks, dude. It is isn't that weird. When is it is so fucking weird. Like it's good. It's yeah. uh, it's you. It's, it's undoubtedly. Yeah. Excuse me. It's undoubtedly a good thing. Yeah. But my like I don't. I I've never. I, there's some places I don't think here. Maybe there's one or two, but like in LA and in New York, and I understand why this is a thing. But they do a thing where it's like you have to if you're going to perform, you have to buy something. Mm. And I get it because they have to, the place has to make money. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And so I get paid. I was, so, so the, the, the shows that we do on off nights, we, I'm opening it up a lot more these days. On those shows, I, I, I'll bartend it because at that point it's like, oh, this is like an off night show. So this is kind of y'all's to, to run. I'm just bartending basically. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I, I get paid a, uh, a very fair and very uh, decent hourly rate. So like, I'm, I'm not going to be like, hey, guys, we have to spend more money because that to me reads as, oh, this dude wants us to tip him. Mm. 
And like, I don't need, like, I'm, I'm never going to do a one item minimum. I'm never, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. And so rather than be like, Hey guys, like we have to get this bar up. Otherwise, like they're not going to let us do it. If they're losing money, I was just like, right. we did it one time. And I was like, this is not going <laughs> to <laughs> Yeah. It was fun. That's... I mean, like, it was, like, chaotic as fuck. I mean, the thing that I love about the Velvo, op- uh, the open mic normally is on Thursdays, but, like, it's just always, like, it's just pure chaos sometimes. Just madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I know I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to give advice or anything, but I- I'm also not a drinker. Hell yeah. Bag of chips. What's what? Can you can you not sell like little snack sized foods? Oh, have you ever well, thought about idea. that? Um, because you know all those comics are high and they're gonna have the munchies. That's a good point. Huh? That's interesting. And no. that's minimal cleanup if you do it that way. Because I know that that's a thing. You know, you don't want to. Plus, you probably don't have the ability to introduce foods. You know, pure foods. No. Food yeah, we, we don't have like a kitchen there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a very good idea. You heard it here first, everyone. folks. By the time this <laughs> podcast comes out, we will have the crispest chips that you've ever had in Hell your fucking yeah. life at the Velvedrum. Hell yeah. These chips will be so crispy that we'll actually have to discontinue them because <laughs> they're going to crunch so loudly that we won't be able to hear anyone tell jokes. Oh, so uh, so by the time you hear this, uh, Val wow. is now banned from the Velvedrum oh, for shit. introducing the, the chip apocalypse of God. 2024. Yeah. What a world. Oh, well. Muffins, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. That was a polite way of saying fuck no. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> we never played the the card game. Let's play the card game. Yeah, you promised the card game. I know game. it's one hour in, and <laughs> all right. So I'm picking two cards. So this is uh, Richard, our web guru. Yes. He bought me this card game. Where should we begin? By Esther Perel. Have you heard of her? I have not. She's like some. She's a therapist, and she's got a podcast, and. That's all I know. Well, then she must be correct. She must be correct. All right. So point to the card you want me to read to you. You will read that one. I will read this one. You will read this one to me. Heard. And we'll see what... Oh, you watch The Bear? The Bear. Yeah, I saw saw the first season and and fucking loved it. For some reason, I just haven't watched the second season. I don't know why. Oh, you got to. Yeah, I I know it's amazing. I I, I love the first... It's like as someone who worked in restaurants for forever, (laughs) I'm just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Second season is, is fascinating. Okay. Fuck yeah. So... Yeah. So, so do I read first? You read first. An important object I've lost. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, I think about this a lot. And I'm glad my, my mom can't hear anything. Uh, Me too. <laughs> that's true. I'm happy. Uh, so I lost my dad uh, seven years ago. Mm. And... When he retired from the company he worked for, he got a really fancy watch. And I've lost that watch. I used to wear it all the time. There's a picture that comes up in my Facebook memories that Laura took. And I see the watch there. And every time I see that memory, I get so sad that I lost that watch. Because it was like, you know, celebration of my dad's accomplishment working for a company for a really long time. I just don't know where where it went. Wow. Oh, man. What a bummer. Yeah. Have you, have you checked the uh, like the drawers? I mean, I've checked just about everywhere, and I've moved mm. a couple of times since, so I have occasion to kind of rifle through stuff. And Well, if you want. I mean, I can stick around after we're done <laughs> recording, and I'll just go through the whole house. I mean, if you want. 
<laughs> I wouldn't want to impose. Okay. Well, you know. Just, <laughs> Thank you for the offer. You're very welcome. You're very, yeah. very welcome. <laughs> and every once in a while I think about, well, I'll just buy one. But. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was a very expensive one. And it seems more like the symbolism is it's what the, matters. Yeah, it's the, like, oh, this is a replacement. Maybe it, you it can just get. Yeah, let's think. Maybe what you can do instead is. Okay, get a regular watch. Uh-huh. However, the watch face is your fucking dad's face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would work. Yeah. Would that be weird, walking around with my dad's face on my, my yeah. dad's? I mean, as, yeah, as I'm saying it, I'm realizing this is probably not the... <laughs> I mean, who's going to be like, hey, what's the story behind that watch? Yeah. Like, oh, it's it's my dead dad's face. Like, no one would say that to, like, a just normal watch. They wouldn't be like, hey, what's, what's up with that watch? Yeah. They'd just be like, they yeah. just would see it and register and not say anything. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so uh, strike that. Yeah. All right. Well, if you come up with any other brilliant ideas, <laughs> let, you let know. me know. Oh, this should be fun. Okay, Pat. In my family, my role is dot dot dot. Oh, let me think. What is my role in the family? Probably cool uncle. <laughs> yeah, probably cool uncle. Um, we have. Uh, I've got a goddamn uh, niece and nephew. And um, they they live with uh, their mom and dad in uh, Colorado. Oh wow! And my my parents like have an apartment out there, so like they'll go out there to visit and stuff. And for a while, my brother was living there. Uh, he's moving here, which is kind of cool. But um, so like yeah, like we would uh, I'd go out there to visit and stuff, and like we're pretty close family and stuff. So yeah, I would say like yeah, goofball uncle, hmm. because essentially I am the the uncle that. They um, verbally and physically abuse. <laughs> a lot of jumping, a lot uh-huh. of wrestling, a lot of grabbing, uh-huh. a lot of a beard pulling, a lot of nonsense, a lot of threats, a lot of uh, implied violence, a lot of nonsense. <laughs> um, and so they don't really do that to my brother. They do that <laughs> <laughs> as much. Um, but yeah, like I have been messing with those kids their entire lives, yeah. and so like, um, yeah, it's, it's just it's just constant like insults every, every time I see them, yeah. and like so there's like, like I just popped like a video popped up on my phone the other day of my niece singing, Uncle Pat is the worst. Uncle Pat is the worst. We love Uncle Kev, and it's like the funniest thing. Like it's just them like. Insulting me, but but also being like, but we love Uncle Kev, and I go, what? No, and it just act like it really annoys me. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's what it is. Yeah. Incredibly cool, and um, I guess put upon Uncle. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair I guess. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, how are, are these like under ten, niece and nephew? Yeah, or, yeah. Okay. One of them will be. 10 this year oh, and then the wow. other one is like six i think okay six right, or seven that seems yeah. about right yeah they're, yeah they're very little uh they're still kind of little yeah it's like so funny yeah. and when they were like really little it was like even funnier to just like say weird things to them because uh-huh. they would just be like well, i guess <laughs> just constant insults and stuff yeah. like that much like your friends yeah a lot of it I mean, is like that yeah. yeah a lot of ball busting uh i remember so the first time i met my nephew he was like a month old and, um, you know, you get to hold the baby or whatever. And so I brought him up to like my mouth and I went to his <laughs> ear and I said, fuck. It was the first thing I ever said to him. <laughs> it was not. Yep. For real. Fuck. 
Oh, my God. But he was you too little to understand. Yeah, but there had to have been other adults and, and or his parents nearby to hear this. Maybe. Well, I whispered it. Oh, my God. Fuck. You are the worst. I think I'm cool. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a cool guy. I don't know. I would have been mad. I told my kid that whispered in their ear. Why? He wouldn't have known. I don't know. It's just really funny. <laughs> So, that's a, so, that's, so this is the problem, is that I just think, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is really funny. Uh-huh. And then people just are like, they don't get that you're kidding. They think yeah. all of this is real. They go, oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's uh, I, sh- I should probably stop telling them to throw them out the window and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Yeah. Well, I won't actually. Okay. Good. There's no, uh, we live in a, uh, they actually have a sign up in their home that says this is a defenestration-free zone. <laughs> and I respect signs. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there will be no defenestration on my on my watch. <laughs> That's one of my favorite words ever. It just means like you're you're thrown out a window. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other day I was talking about good words in uh like languages or whatever. In English, the best word is loquacious mm. because it means you talk a lot, but like it's also like needlessly a big fancy word. Yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. it's such a funny meaning yeah. for that word. In Spanish, saltamontes. Okay, I don't know what that means. So that's like, I guess, Mexican slang for like a a, a grasshopper. I think it means like mountain jumper, literally, but it's oh. like a grasshopper. Okay. And then in Arabic, mushtaklik. Okay. Which means I miss you. Huh. So those are the three best words. Okay. In the three best languages. It goes English, Spanish, Arabic. Nothing in French? No. Whatever. I don't. I've never understood this thing people have with the French language. <laughs> to me, it sounds like shit. I think oh, it sucks. Those, fighting, those are fighting words. Well, what are they gonna do? Come here. <laughs> I'll fight everyone. I'll fight every dude in France. I'm not. I'm. I'll, I challenge every single man who lives in France to come to Austin and pick a fight with me. Not because I think that. I'd win because I don't think I'd probably wouldn't, but I know you won't, and you know you won't because you're too much of a fucking coward. <laughs> you always have been, you always will be. So France, I've got your number, and if you already live here, then it doesn't count. <laughs> then I'll be your friend. But if you want, if you're French and you already live here in the great state of Texas, then you're 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 cool. You're fine. Welcome. However. <laughs> If you are currently listening to this in France and you want to come fight, come fight, dude. Velveeta Room. Come to the Velveeta Room. 521 East 6th Street, celebrating 35 years of live, uncensored stand-up comedy. Are you doing anything to celebrate for the 35 year? Oh, we did it. We did it at the end of last year. We just had like a a thing where we had some older... Oh, that's uh, right. I came out for that. Yeah, you were there for that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. We we had uh, older comics... Comics that like kind of I was around with, and uh-huh. then newer people. Yeah. yeah, it was really yeah, it was really fun. Cool. Yeah, that was cool to see some some old classics. Yep, that ruled. Uh, I was fighting a bunch of Frenchmen that <laughs> night. That was pretty cool. Because they knew your your stance on their language. They know. So they they know that it's because you know why they know because they know that it's shit. They know their language sucks, and they have to act like. We have to act like everything that they do is so great. I mean, the food is very, very <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, it is. So I guess I'll give them that. Yeah. But and like, but the language. I mean, fucking. I've 
always think it sucks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Always thought it's. I, I, I like how I'm like being like, oh, that language's bad, and I can't speak the own language that I speak. It's the only one. Yeah. English. Hmm. C'est dommage. Si. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, on that contentious note. Yes. Anything we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Um, you can listen to our podcast. It's called I Learn Nothing. Talk about philosophy and shit. It's pretty interesting, I guess. We've had to, <laughs> so we had we had to slow down a little bit on it because uh, my co-host is back in school, uh-huh. and then I'm I'm working at the Valve again and, and doing sets. So we, ha- we it's going to be very very like periodic on mm. that. Yeah. And you've got a Patreon. We do have a yeah, but I think we shut that down. Oh okay. Yeah. But we do have but I do have something kind of cool coming out. Yeah. It's called the Lanalax Corporation. What? It's coming back. Are you fucking kidding me? And I can I can say it here because this comes out in March. <gasps> By the time it comes out, it's already been out. Oh my god! Yeah, we've recorded uh, like three weeks worth. Oh my god! Yep. That is awesome. Yep. That is the best news. That's why I say we don't. You wouldn't listen to it if it came back. Yeah. So dismissively <laughs> earlier. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So you can listen to that, I guess. Nice. Or don't. I mean, you can yeah, really do whatever it you want. Matter. Yeah. That's the thing. Is that. Just because a podcast, and I keep telling people this, just because a podcast exists doesn't mean you have to listen to it. Except ours. Well, except for this one, of course, yeah. yeah. But uh, pretty much, I guess 99.999% of podcasts you don't have to listen to. However, ours, I feel like it would benefit you if you did. Yeah. I feel like if you don't listen, bad things will happen to you. For sure. Guaranteed. So, Guaranteed. you know, is that a threat? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Same uh, same lack of intro, clothes, yep. no marketing, cool artwork. Yeah, so we're going to do some we're 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 actually going to try to push it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so there will be some actual ads for it, but before we just did it, it was all word of mouth, but uh Yeah, yeah so there'll be that, but that's the only thing that changes him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm very pleased to hear that. Yeah. Still recording it at 1:30 in the morning. Cuz Aaron is like t- so we recorded yeah. very very late at night. After a night of work or doing stand-up comedy, so you feel like you're going insane, uh-huh. and then we don't get really high because that's illegal, but we get really high. And then <laughs> not in California. This. Oh no, not in California where yeah. he is. So yeah, he, so he's uh, two hours earlier. So for him, it's not as uh, insane. Yeah. But for me, it's like we'll end at like two a.m. and I'm like, this is nonsense. <laughs> I don't know how you can stay up that late. Oh, it's I, I, I love can't get stand-up. Late. I've always loved. Shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wanted to go to uh, Eric's show so bad, and I took a nap. I even took a nap, <laughs> and I texted him. I'm like, I physically can't. That's amazing. Yeah, do I it. I do get tired late at night, but I love staying up late. I always have. I think yeah. it rules. I mean, I think it's a training thing too. That, well, sure, that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> anyway, all right. So listen to that podcast. Hell yeah. Or, like like I said, but, you don't have to. But you should. But you should. Yeah, I understand. And you will. And you, yeah. Or we'll f- me and Valerie will find you. <laughs> yes, the mean part of me will find you. I'll fuck you up. Do you have a mean part? Ask my kid, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, he bet he has stories. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Oh, yeah. What a world. <laughs> Thank you for the uh, magnets. Yeah. This will be put on my home. Nice. Refrigerator as soon as I get there. Nice. All right. 
Well, that's a wrap on Comedy Wham Presents. Pat Dean. Pat, tell us where we can find you on social media and uh, promote those projects. I am on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. I'm barely, I'm not really on Twitter for the most part these days, but at DeanManP. That is my Instagram. Post stuff on there. Um, Mostly it's like comic book panels that I think are cool when I'm really high. Um, and I go, oh my God, everyone has to see this, but no one does. But anyway, the point is that follow me on there. Um, and if you have the phrase that pays, you will win $10,000. Nice. Nice. Uh, does the Lanalax have an Instagram? Is I don't it actually that know. self-aware? It should, I guess. Huh. I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Something to think about. Or not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there's something to think about. Do you have an Instagram account for this? As you'd think that would be one of the first things we'd think about. But God, we're so fucking dumb, me and Aaron. That's the problem is that we're just... That's okay. Uh, well, you know, when you have time. Heard. All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Pat got to be the comedic genius that you heard today just as much as I have. Did we learn anything? I feel like we, we've learned nothing whatsoever. Well, I feel like everything is, um, you know... They say the truth is multifaceted, and I disagree. <laughs> is it just single-faceted? Yep. There's one facet. Unifaceted? Yep, and that's my point of view. <laughs> okay. Well, I disagree, but that's okay. This has been Comedy Way presents Pat Dean. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Pat. Bye. Thank you very much for having me in your home. You're welcome.